0: Coach Corey Wayne and this is my video coaching newsletter and the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, why is my life not working? Well, if you ever ask yourself that kind of a question, that's a good reason why your life is not working. Remember, whatever you focus on is going to expand. Whatever input you give to your brain, your brain has no choice but to give you that kind of an output. We all – one of the things I learned when I was attending Tony Robbins' Date with Destiny seminar, that was like 12, 13 years ago, one of the focuses of that week-long seminar is help – taking you through a process of helping you discover what your primary question is. And What's interesting is that every single person who is watching this video – and that means you – has a question that you are constantly asking yourself in the background about everything. And most people's question that they constantly ask themselves is not a very empowering one. What I discovered and actually my girlfriend at the time discovered, we both had the same question which was we're both high achievers and no matter what great things happen in our lives up until that point, we were always, why am I still not happy? We were always asking that question. I buy a nice sports car, drive around for a little bit, in the back of my mind I'm going, Why am I still not happy? Why did the car not make me happy? I made all this money, got this successful business, dating this awesome person. Why am I still not happy? And what's interesting is I got three emails I'm going to go through with you today. And you're going to see the first guy, he's asking himself all kinds of negative questions. And he had had an experience. He went on a date recently with this woman. He's trying to be cute, trying to be funny, trying to be interesting. And he kind of comes off being like a robot. And then at the end of his email, he's – He's basically saying, I'm such a loser, I feel like nothing can work out for me. And so when, when you have that kind of a worldview, you've already predisposed, presupposed I should say, that nothing's going to work out for you and that your life sucks. And therefore, if you're walking around and you're telling yourself this or you're asking yourself these kinds of questions, why does my life always suck? Why do things not work out for me? Why do things always go sideways on me? You're telling your brain to look for reasons to justify that belief. And like I said, most of us have this question running around in the back of our mind. It's usually a very disempowering one and we don't even realize it's there. And as a, as a life coach and what I do, when I do phone sessions with people, or in this case, looking through these emails, the person's model of the world, the way they perceive themselves comes out. There's usually a sense or two, if you've been watching me for a while, where I'm able to pick out exactly what this guy's worldview is. And how that clouds everything and if you have the attitude that you're a loser nothing's ever going to work out for you and then you go out on a date I mean think about that think about how it's going to cloud your body language your physiology the tone of your voice in other words you expect to lose it's just a matter of time before you lose and so what your brain is doing is looking for evidence of you being about to lose or in the process of losing and it's not helpful And So I got two other emails that are success stories that I'm going to go through after this because you can see guys that have had some challenges in their lives and they're completely changing the way they look at things and it's transformed their lives, their outlook, their belief system. So I have a quote that I wrote in this topic and I want to go through the first guy's email. and The quote says, In order to be successful and get what you want in your personal and professional interactions, you must have enthusiasm, confidence, and a purpose for your interactions that is outcome-focused. A lack of enthusiasm communicates that you lack confidence and don't expect to succeed. Winners expect to win and act like success is inevitable, even if success is delayed. Losers expect to lose and consciously and unconsciously sabotage their success when you don't believe or don't feel you deserve to win other people can sense and feel this especially women women tend to be very tuned in very intuitive empathic if you will they can just sense things they can look at a guy and it can feel something is off and if you don't have a very high opinion of yourself and you're unsure of the fundamentals that are in my book and you're trying to apply them like this first email you're going to see it's very hard to do the right thing If you are unsure you can win, it's always better to make your best effort and be happy with any and all results since doing your best and trying to get better is all that matters. In other words, focus on the process. Focus on the process of getting better because if you're not very good at something right now, you will get better over time as long as you practice. Now, the average person, when they run into an obstacle or things don't work out the first time, they throw their hands up, they say, it's not in the cards for me, and they just quit and they give up. The more you practice things you are not good at, the better you will become over time. Everyone starts out as a novice. Nobody is born an expert. Experts achieve mastery only through time and repetition. So with that said, let's go through the first guy's email. He says, hey, Corey, you know what? Well, I guess you're about to tell me. I've applied your teachings, but on a date it seems boring. I ask her questions as you gave in examples, and she looks at it as interrogations or stuff like that and answers shortly, not because she doesn't like me, but because there is not many memories, etc. Like are we simple people to go to work, to go to school and have the same troubles, etc. How do I become interesting? So the idea with think about it. If you're asking, if, you're, if you really care about this girl, if you really like her and you're really fascinated by who she is as a human being, you're going to want to know everything about her. But if you've memorized a bunch of questions and you're barraging her like with questions like it's a job interview, it's not going to come off real well. And I can, Because I've already read this email, I can tell you haven't read the book 10 to 15 times. You maybe have kind of thumbed through it, kind of making a half-ass attempt. Which is guys that are unsuccessful, that's what they do. They kinda of make a half ass attempt because remember, they've already kind of given up ahead of time that it's not gonna work, and so they thumb through it looking for some information to cherry pick, and then it doesn't work out too well. They go, Oh, well it didn't work, I did what you said. No, you didn't you didn't prepare. Just like Confucius said. Success depends upon prior preparation, and without said preparation, there is sure to be failure. If a woman's given a short answer, obviously she wasn't digging the question that you would ask or that you had asked. Remember, you want to ask the kind of questions that she's going to enjoy answering. Tell me about the things you love. What do you really love doing in life? What do you love doing for fun? What are your hobbies? What are your interests? You want to know these things. And if you've already met this girl and talked to her for a few minutes and realize because you gotta think about the whole idea is not to get somebody's phone number or just to get a date You also want to be pre-screening them. How does the conversation flow when you first meet somebody? I see some guys, they go and get a phone number and they're trying to run away as fast as they can when there's good rapport. I get emails from guys, they're out, they're in a nightclub or they're at a party. They start talking to a girl and they grab a phone number and then they bolt. When if they would just been patient and enjoyed the connection, they probably could have taken her home that night and they wonder when they call a few days later. Because they could tell when they grab the phone number and they ditch her and then they start hanging out in the club. It comes off as if you're playing games, you're not being sincere, you're not being authentic. Coming off like a robot in essence which is what this guy is basically doing here. I mean think about this for a second. just. If you are somebody that's trying to improve your skills, whether it's getting phone numbers or interacting with women or walking into an employer that you really want to work at, think about your level of enthusiasm. If you're – go force – do this example. Go force yourself to to walk up to any random person who really doesn't want to talk to you and try to strike up a conversation when you don't really want to talk to them and you can tell they don't really want to talk to you and see how well that's going to flow versus talking to somebody who you really like, who you're really interested in, maybe somebody you know, maybe somebody that has similar goals and values. They're gonna be excited to talk to you and you're gonna be excited to talk to them. It's gonna be a completely night and day experience and too many guys get focused and fixated on their physical attraction to somebody and they ignore the fact that the conversation's not flowing or the fact that they're kind of bored or they're not really excited to talk to the person in the first place. I mean think about it. if you just met somebody and after two or three minutes or even ten minutes you're having a hard time coming up with things that you want to know about them. Why would you want to spend any more time with them? I mean, Think about it. Your best friends, the people that you love hanging out with the most, you don't run out of things to talk about even though you may have known them your whole lives. You're excited. They're excited. What's there in those great interactions is enthusiasm. When there's a lack of enthusiasm from your side or her side, it's not going to flow very well and too many people are focused on their interest and projecting it onto the other person and ignoring the fact that they're getting short one-word responses. You notice how he says, Oh, I know she really liked me. Well, the fact she's giving short responses, you're either asking boring questions, or you're coming off like a robot or being insincere. He continues on, I do hiking and other crap like dancing, etc. but how does it help on dates? Well, if you're really into hiking and you're on a date with somebody who's also really into hiking, Maybe you join a club of people that like to do hiking together. You're walking on a trail. It's going to be very easy to talk to somebody because you have the same interests that they do. You can help each other up a trail. Maybe you're in the mountains somewhere. Maybe you're camping out. The idea is to do things you love and enjoy doing. Not because you're hoping to meet somebody but because you just want to go out and have fun with other like-minded people who like the same kinds of things. Not everybody wants to go out to nightclubs and bars to meet people. Some people are into cycling. Some people are into rock climbing. Some people are into hiking. Some people are into working out. Some people are into art. Some people are into sports. And whenever you go someplace that you have a lot of enthusiasm for what you're doing, you're going to meet other like-minded people who also share that level of enthusiasm. And when you you will notice in those environments where there's mutual enthusiasm, it's very easy to carry on a conversation. Even if it's somebody you're not trying to date or get to know or anything, just a casual conversation. I mean if you're at a football game or a baseball game or an NBA basketball game or a soccer match or a rugby match. And you're sitting around other people that have The same team that they're rooting for that you are, I mean, you're going to be high-fiving each other even though you don't know the other person. Chances are you're both going to know stuff about the players that are playing. So you're not going to run out of things to talk about because you share enthusiasm. So think about that. If you're struggling in your interactions, you are probably having interactions with people that you really shouldn't be spending any time with. So he says, how does that help on dates? Again, I just explained that. He says, since I am to ask her questions, what makes a guy interesting for a girl? Well, the whole re- here's the reason why I teach that in my book is that the guy, especially in those first few dates, should be asking questions, the kind of questions she would enjoy answering because a lot of guys tend to go out on dates with the attitude of, instead of, is she good for me? Is she a good match for me? Are we really compatible? They're in the mindset of how do I prove myself to this girl, how do I get her to like me, how do I act interesting, how do I get her interested in me. But if you're fascinated by this girl and obviously your physical looks got you interested, but her personality and her attitude is what's going to keep you around and want to know more about her. And A lot of guys, the guys that go out with the mindset of I got I to prove myself. They're forcing things. They're trying to tell stories. They're trying to be funny. They're trying to be cute in text. Comes off as not being authentic because they're from the position of I got to prove myself. How do I get this girl to like me instead of I want to know everything about this girl. I want to know her hobbies, her interests, what she really loves, what's important to her. You want to find out her goals, her values, the things she loves to do for fun. Again, it's asking the kind of things that she would enjoy answering. That's why it's powerful if you're in a job interview. Like I've talked about this many times in the past i talked about it in my video how to get any job you want. You don't go in there trying to prove yourself to an employer. You go in there with the attitude of why should I choose this place over the other three or four places that I may want to work. And if that's your attitude, you're asking questions and you want to know about the environment, you want to know about the culture, you want to know about the people working there, you want to know about the managers and you're going to ask, be asking all of these questions. It's a completely different mindset. People who have enough of something, whatever happens to be, are going to be inquisitive and they're going to be asking lots of questions so they can gather data and make their analysis or make their decisions. People that are, have scarcity in their lives are trying to prove themselves. Talking about their accomplishments, how much money they have, what kind of car they drive, what kind of clothes they wear, where they live, how much their house is, who their friends happen to be, who they know, all that kind of shit that's really irrelevant. An alpha male and alpha female doesn't have to prove him or herself to anybody. They simply are. Night and day difference. I understand that is mystery but how do I keep it – like when she asks me a question, I joke about it and she thinks I don't want to answer and shuts down. Well, the idea is not to laugh it off or blow it off. The idea is to answer her question but if you're being evasive, then it's going to cause her to feel like something is off. You're going to come off as somebody who's playing games, who's being evasive and it's going to make the hair stand up in the back of her neck and she's going to think something is off with this guy. And he says, she shuts down. Well, if she's shutting down when before you were claiming she was enthusiastic about you, it's obviously the questions that you're asking and the view that you take towards yourself. He says, seriously, Corey, I'm a loser and it seems like nothing can work out for me. That's how you view yourself. you completely given up with thinking of yourself this way and talking about yourself this way You've already lost before you even went on a date. You've already lost before you even made the date. Again, if you're going with the attitude of, do I really like this girl enough to want to date her? Do I really like this girl enough even though I've just made a date to go have a few drinks with her? If I like what I hear, if the conversation flows, if she's fun to be around, if she's easygoing, if she's got a good attitude, she's not a liar, she doesn't tell me about all the boyfriends or husbands that she's cheated on in the past, Then that – those drinks or the coffee or tea, whatever you're doing, can turn into dinner Then maybe you go to a jazz place afterwards. You got to think these things through. Think about how would you be if you had plenty of something. In other words, if you had an abundance of your – in your life, you would be asking questions. You would be inquisitive so you can make a decision. If you have a scarcity of things in your life, you're trying to prove yourself, you're trying to force things, you're trying to talk when you don't really have anything to talk about. Night and day difference. I would say your biggest problem is your attitude, how you view yourself. And you're probably – because again, you don't know the book very well. You're probably going out on dates with women. You shouldn't be going out on dates in the first place. If I start talking to somebody and I don't like what I'm hearing or they don't sound very intelligent or they're boring or we just don't jive, we don't have the same goals and the same values, I'm not going to sit around or stand there and try to force it. I'm just going to continue – going with the flow because the right people are easy to be with. All of my closest friends, even the girlfriends that I used to date years ago and I'm still friends with, everything flows. They're easy to get along with. They're great communicators. There's mutual respect on both sides and it's like that in my business. I don't tolerate fucking assholes in my personal life or my business. So let's go through the second guy's email and you'll see this guy here, he's doing a lot to clean up his life and delete toxic people because you got to have a a life that you're happy with that you're proud of remember success is making progress even if you're not where you want to be 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now at least if you know your outcome you know your goals what you want to achieve and you're taking action to achieve them you feel like you're making small incremental process if you're not proud of yourself and you're not proud of your life How the hell do you think you're going to convince somebody else to be proud of you or what you have to offer? The guy in the first email, he needs to radically change the way he's looking at things. Because as Wayne Dyer said, Dr. Wayne Dyer, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. So the second guy says, Dear Corey, I just wanted to give you what I consider a success story, although everyone else around me believes it to be a failure story. Well, They're giving you their story, not yours. Just remember that. You are not responsible for other people's opinion of you. It's really none of your business. My marriage was already over and done before I started watching your videos and reading your books several times, almost 10 times, and I really started getting it. That's why I say 10 to 15 times because it becomes instinctual. If you're just thumbing through it, kind of half-assing it like the first guy obviously has, you're not going to have good experiences and you're not going to be successful. Reading your book, I realized that I had done many things wrong that turned her off. So in an attempt to rescue my marriage, I started courting her again and dating her like I used to when we first met, but to no avail. She was done. Your book made me realize that the relationship was over and why. I blame no one. When she left, I started going to counseling and kept reading your book which helped me tremendously to focus on myself and my purpose. I've heard you talk about focusing on our purpose. So I've been doing that. I started working on my side hustle. I started working out eliminating toxic people from my life and pretty much only spend my time with people that show me appreciation with actions, not words. And basically my happiness level has been consistently high. So the difference between him and the first email, as he's focusing on his mission and his purpose in life, making his life better and his lifestyle better and his inner circle better for himself, not for anyone else. If you don't love your life, it's going to be impossible to convince somebody else how great you are to be with. Really important. Being successful with members of the opposite sex really is about you, your life, and how you view yourself. It's been six months since she left, so last month I went on vacation for two weeks to a place I always wanted to visit and I have opened myself up to the possibility to start a new company with my brother to eventually leave my shitty ass, toxic, passive-aggressive, manipulative, and psychological abuse-filled job. I already have four clients lined up, which I will serve after hours. Great fucking job, dude. The whole time I found lots of things out about my soon-to-be ex-wife and I'm not 100% sure, but there is a high probability that she was unfaithful while she was still living with me. And since you have mentioned that some girls are only faithful as long as it suits them, but the second their needs are not being met, they say fuck it and cheat on you, I believe this is the case with my ex-wife-to-be. That's why it's so important. If you want to get married, or you want to be in an exclusive monogamous relationship, you have to be in a relationship with somebody that doesn't ha- doesn't have a history of cheating on their previous partners. Somebody that places a high value on loyalty, communication, and commitment. And again, when g- people tend to project their fantasy of what they want onto the other person, and they hear those things about how she cheated on her husband, both of her husbands. She cheated on several boyfriends and that's why these relationships ended. And then you think, well, I'm gonna be different. Somebody, you gotta remember somebody that's a liar and somebody that's a cheater, they really believe their model of the world is that everybody is this way. And therefore it's just a matter of time before everybody does what they do all the time, which is cheat and lie. Again, it's it has to do with their values and their goals. And when, by the time you become an adult, you pretty much are the way you are. You may become a better version of yourself over time, but people don't really change their core nature. I've also heard through friends that she's been spreading lies about me, saying that I was the one who kicked her out and threw her stuff out on the street in a fit of rage, which never happened. Well, liars and cheaters, that's, they also tend to play the victim. That's well, not my fault. This way they can disassociate from it and go, hey, it was somebody else. I didn't do that. And they get sympathy from other people that's part of their pattern that's how they fulfill their need remember there's six human needs love and connection the very dysfunctional way but they go around playing the victim all the time and people feel sorry for them and give them sympathy i lost friends because of these lies except for a few that actually know me and know that i would never do such a thing well it sounds like you found out who your real true friends were and your posers your fake friends well they sided with the ex And more than likely, some of them probably wanted to bang your ex. So it's a good thing they're gone from your life. Lately, Jessica has been texting me, putting herself in my orbit, saying that she has been dreaming and thinking about me. If I wanted her back, that would be a great opportunity to make a date in the spot making an opportunity for sex to happen and rekindle things. But you might agree that at this point, with all the information at hand, there is no reason for me to even consider taking her back good for you dude you got to do what's best for you and that's the only thing that fucking matters you must be who you are which you should be it's not important I have no desire to sleep with one eye open for the rest of my life I know I will find someone else who sees my value in the last week I've been getting legal counsel to have our two-year marriage legally terminated anyway now I live a drama free life thanks to you and I have mastered the art of making myself scarce When I feel taken for granted by friends or family, even with my mother, I'll stop visiting her when she starts giving me shit or attempts to manipulate me. I can immediately identify it and withdraw. When people treat you properly, they get the greatest gift that you can give anybody, which is a gift of your time. And when they don't, when they take you for granted, they mistreat you, they get the gift of missing you, sometimes on a permanent basis. Thank you for all you do and the amazing purpose you serve you definitely have helped me figure out what i want what i want to do for a living and what type of relationships i want and also what is not acceptable this is why i consider it is it's a success story sorry about the long post but i just couldn't help myself i'm sure your amazing assistant will compress it down to an acceptable length, bob good email so let's go to the third guy's email it says hey Corey, i'm bob 27 from the UK. I hope your day is as fucking awesome as you are. Thank you. It is. Right. Success story time. Pretty much a year ago now, I found myself in a dirty, deep, dark, fucking horrible place after finding out that my girlfriend at the time had been playing away whilst I was out of the country for four or five months, returning once every six weeks or so. While I was on my travels, I hear from a friend the dirty truth days before I was returning home for good that fucking sucks i talked to so many guys in the military that are deployed overseas and they find out that their fucking girlfriend's been banging somebody else back home i mean that's fucking horrible you gotta make a good choice up front you can't make good wine from bad grapes at this point i said fuck it not a chance in hell i'd go back there i've never forgiven anybody for anything like that before and i'm not going to start now Though against every wisdom I had, I agreed to talk to her. At this point, I was an amateur, not aware of how a woman's mind works or any of your materials. I was green. I kept thinking and telling her it would never work or be the same again. She persisted, openly honoring and admitting her mistakes and saying she would do anything to prove to me her worth. Unconsciously, I did the right thing. I backed off and put myself in an unattached position, gradually just hanging out, having fun, and hooking up. I had her on the chase 24-7. I think it was Lao Tzu who said, or he was in the Tao. When I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. I never admitted it, but after analyzing the whole year's scenario time after time, against my wisdom, I began to grow feelings again, but at the same time, this was killing me inside. I began searching for answers. I stumbled across your YouTube channel, and after watching countless videos, I was hooked from the relief of your wise words about so many matters. I thought this guy knows what he's talking about. Well, as I say all the time, if you think I'm totally fucking full of shit, you can go to my website right now and read my book for free. All you have to do is subscribe to the email newsletter. And then you can apply it. And once you get to a point where you realize, wow, this shit really does work and this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, then buy the Kindle book. Then – Go join audible.com and get the audio version for free. The only reason I can do that and I have such a successful business is because what I teach works. I don't have to do any hard sell or twist your fucking arm. It's the the beauty of truth. Truth is self-evident. It doesn't need any explanation. It simply is. I bought the fucking book and this is where my life would turn around. I look back now and I remember that day as the one I began working towards, my future self. I read it a few times and everything began to click. I wasn't there for her when she needed me and what drove her away. I took on some of the blame as I realized I wasn't meeting her needs the way I should be. That's a great fucking job. You got to admit where you fucked up. Because once you admit your mistakes and your flaws, then you can fix them. It's like the Dostoevsky quote. A man who lies to himself and believes his own lies becomes unable to recognize truth either in himself or in anyone else. After a long rocky road rebuilding myself... I found myself in a position now where she loves the fact of how much I understand her, listen to her and be totally present with her. Being a fucking rock and mountain that doesn't move when she's like the weather battering against me with her feminine moody essences. I told her this analogy and she couldn't believe what she was hearing. I told her all about what I was doing and reading your book countless times. After all this time we're in a fucking great place now. The whole situation tore me down completely. And I rebuilt my structure as a man should be. Kind of like what they do in the Marine Corps. Naturally, I got complacent after a while thinking I got this shit down. It happens to a lot of people. It happened to me when I was learning this shit. As they say, pride come up before the fall. Till she backed away and stopped putting out, this was a moment of, oh fuck, Corey was right. Indeed, to keep reading the book. So I did and pulled it straight back, being fully present and communicating my needs to her in a loving manner. To my surprise, she completely agreed with me and we took the immediate steps to put things right. Great job, dude. So it's just continuing the journey from here on. We'll see where we end up. But I want to convey my deepest thanks to you. It's amazing how a stranger and somebody you've never met can change your life so dramatically for the better. Well, I don't look at it as I changed your life. I gave you some information and you changed your life with the information, the successful application of it. So a message to others. This guy knows what he's talking about. I have recommended him to my friends who are also reading the book and changing their lives. It really does work. I haven't tested the dating strategies yet, but there are some guys that have have their tackle wet because of this man. Get it on. Get on it, he says. I have never heard get your tackle wet before. That, that is a new one. But keep in mind, I, I, he did seem to hint that his girlfriend had cheated on him. and Like I mentioned in the one above, you got to understand as long as you treat your girlfriend right and you do everything right, she will be faithful and she will be happy. But her nature, if she's a cheater and she's proved to you that she's a cheater, as soon as you get complacent. She's going to start pulling away and she's going to start looking for other dudes. It's your life. I'm just telling you that up front. It's up to you to decide whether or not that is acceptable behavior to you. But maybe you maybe you don't have plan on getting married. Maybe you're just going to live with this girl. But you got to keep in mind that's the way those kind of people operate. Now, it doesn't mean 100% of the time they'll always cheat no matter what. But I'd say like 99% of the cases – That's just the way these particular people happen to be. Now some people, maybe one out of a hundred will change, but the overwhelming majority just are not. So if I were you, just keep being observant and see what happens slowly over time. And at the end of the day, you got this information so you can practice it in your relationship. And if you ever decide that you're not gonna stay with this girl long-term, you're, you'll be able to replace her with somebody better. Definitely something to think about. So if you'd like to get my help personally, you can book a, any type of coaching, whether it's email or phone coaching, by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen on any page of my website and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.